You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, a lot of papers. A lot of papers here. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something different about you today, Charlotte. Well. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan, and sitting in for a very diseased, ill Charlotte Wilder. It's Pablo Torre, all the way from New York City. A slightly less diseased Pablo yeah, Torre is here. Go. As your New York City correspondent, I flew in just to talk to you about what today I mean. About the New York Knickerbockers. We'll talk to Vinny Goodwill about his conversation with Joe Dumars a little bit later. But first, I want to start with Pablo Torre, native New Yorker, <sighs> lifelong Nick fan, yeah. long-time suffering Nick fan, right? Yeah, Nick's betrayer. Um, as oh, well, yeah, that's late right. in life. There was that whole Philadelphia thing that happened. Which makes me feel like I'm just fogging the glass of an insane asylum right now <laughs> because Embiid is hurt. Yep. And the Knicks, and I, I should also say for people who don't know my, my, my oeuvre, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the Jeremy Lin guy. You were the guy that wrote the Lin Sanity story, the cover story for Sports Illustrated. Two cover stories, I mean. The second one? There were two covers, consecutive weeks. Um, and now there'll be, I guess, like uh, a bathroom towel in a weird resort that SI is sponsoring somewhere in lieu of actually making a magazine. I digress. It's just insane to me. That, well, I hate that I walked into that. Um, this is clearly the most fun the city has had since 2012, since Linsanity. Mm-hmm. And it's not close. And so all of this feels like I've made a terrible decision can't fully enjoy this, but have to fully acknowledge how unbelievable the city feels right now. Now, you know it's not like registering for membership at a country club. You can merely toss aside one allegiance and pick up another one and keep it moving, and most people aren't even going to fact check you. No, those side talk guys, they're going to bully me. They're absolutely going to bully me. Outside the garden? Yeah. You got to come in through like the 8th Avenue entrance. They're always on 7th Ave. That's what I've I've discovered. They're always right there outside like the subway entrance to Penn Station. Yes. The subway grates that you love to huff when you go through the city. Oh. That's the smell of what the Knicks uh, championship parade is going to be. Just like fumes and toxicity and uh, just truly a delirious joy. So let's put it all in perspective. They're 32 and 18, but they're 15 and 3 since acquiring OG Ananobi. They have 
one of the best defenses in the league in that span. They have the second best net rating in that span. And they've looked dominant on almost every night that they play. And that that's including games without Julius Randle, who's been injured. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson has been out for the entire time. And so there's this it's isn't even them full strength. How much do you allow yourself? You, you mentioned what the championship parade is going to smell like, right? How much do you allow yourself to truly just fantasize? I mean, it's a, it's a Jalen Brunson fantasy. Like, let's be specific. I'm somebody who thought, I think I compared him on air at one point to a Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a compliment, just to be clear. When I, when I show up at a Hertz, I love a Honda Civic. Yeah. Has never steered me wrong, as it were. It's safe, reliable, not fancy in any way, but will make sure you get home safe. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up it a notch. Have you ever driven, you've never seen this at a Hertz, the high-end Honda Civic, like the fully loaded Honda Civic. So, I am. I have not gotten those, but watching Jalen Brunson, I'm now beginning to wonder what that might be like. I'm telling you right now, the fully loaded version, other than just, hey, it's not that big because the size is going to be the size. It's got all the amenities of some of the most luxurious luxury cars out there, right? The fully loaded Honda has everything that... Oh, you know, a, a an Acura, which is the luxury Honda line, uh, a Lexus, a Mercedes, all these cars. Like you kind of maxed out at this point of what you can do to ha- how much better it can be. And so even though you don't have the name brand of like, oh, I drive a BMW, you have all the amenities. And that's what I feel like Jalen Brunson is. As people continue to say, well, I don't know if you can win if he's your number one. Or I don't know if he's a star. You know, we have Kenny Smith talking about. They rarely step on the floor and say they have the best player on the floor. You had uh, uh, Coach Becky Hammond say, "Yes, like like there's been is a lot he an All NBA yeah, guy?" That like questioning, and a lot of it to me, Pablo, feels like optics. Right? People are, are fooled by optics, and I said this on Lebatard last week, and people lost their mind. I said it's the same thing that happened to Steph Curry. Mm. A decade ago where people said, oh, he's good, all right, but he can't be your best player. Yeah, I'm not trying to break into this car. I'm not trying to steal this thing. But when it shows up and drops 40 on me and in a, it handles those tough turns. (laughs) Let's torture this metaphor. (laughs) But I watch him, I mean, so much of the guard, and let's just always be, be honest about the one thing I think that Madison Square Garden can be. Um, rightfully uh, supremacist about, Mm -hmm. which is that there is no better and tougher building to play inside of when games matter. Right. Which has been the the big caveat with the Knicks for a long time. That's the fine print in the car (laughs) rental agreement. But they matter now. And you're seeing Jalen Brunson handle the spotlight, the pressure, um, the icy roads better than anyone could have imagined and that's the proof that you need to dream on a championship when it comes to show me that you are tough show me that you can handle all of this shit show me jalen brunson that you can have a bit of mythology to you yep well now you point to that and you're like he was he was everything that a building almost willed into existence and so yeah, I guess, sorry for the Honda Civic analogy, but I didn't realize there was also this uh, upgraded version that you could get. Or maybe he's an Acura in tech. 
damn, I jumped <laughs> at the wrong. I could not stick the landing. Acura Integra was the word. All right. Speaking of integrity, oh, we're going to talk to Vinny Goodwill. This is what it's like to co-host this show? Yeah. We'll yeah. talk to Joe Dumars about the integrity of the 65 game rule and a lot more right here on our board. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Our next guest is a senior writer for Yahoo Sports. You hear him on his own podcast, The Good Word. You also hear him on SiriusXM NBA Radio, sometimes alongside me. That's right, it's Vinny Goodwill. Welcome to the show, Vinny. And I guess we're going to get started with the thing that you did last week that had the world on fire, which is you sat down with Joe Dumars, and Joe Dumars basically said, if you don't like the 65-game rule, bring it up with your union rep. Isn't that bad? Did I paraphrase it right? Like, that's basically what he said, right? He said it was collectively bargained. And if you look at the paperwork, it was clearly collectively bargained, which means not only do you have to take it up with your your local union rep, you must also take it up with the departed, uh, departed from her job, Tamika Tramalio. Not not (laughs) dearly departed, just just go for the job. And, I mean, you know how these negotiations go. You give up something, you get something back. For me... What did the players actually get back for something that momentous? Now, for me, whether it's a voter or a person that covers the league or whatever it is, I don't think 65 games is asking a lot. But from the standpoint of a negotiation, I better be getting something back of real substance if I'm giving that up because that controls a lot of money. It's not so much what the number is as much as it is having a number. Whatever the number is, I, I just think it was something that was unnecessary. I don't think any of the voters really, you could tell by, by the voting patterns that most of the awards are going to guys that play games. And I just didn't feel like it was a priority. And so why, like I'm with you, why the players would throw that in there? What did you get in return for it? Maybe that puts it into a context that's a lot clearer. Either way, I, I just it seems to me very foolish that they would allow for that to happen without getting something of substance in return. Uh, what was the thing that surprised you the most though, about what your conversation with Joe D? I mean, I think the player in Joe Dumars came out and mm. that even though he's a league employee and he's looking at it like, you know, in a way, he's almost incredulous about it as a guy who played in a different era and a guy who qualified, if this 65-game rule would have been in place back then, he would have qualified for the season awards every season except for his last. I think the thing that surprised me the most, I mean, 
is that there's so much focus on the postseason awards. There's so there's been think about this year as a whole. I mean, you got an in-season tournament, you got these awards, you're in the a middle of a media negotiation. It feels like it's a bunch of things sort of crashing down at once, and it doesn't like the optics don't look good. But I'm surprised that there's so much focus on it as opposed to, hey, this ain't really about the awards. It's about making sure these guys are playing on these Saturday night games, on these Thursday night games. Like there's games on national TV every night of the week. And it's not about a mandate so these guys can play for the season awards. It's, hey, we need to incentivize these guys to make sure that they play. Even though this negotiation was done quietly, there was Mm. no public leverage the players had. And the league knew it, and they brought the hammer down. And, th- and that's the weirdest thing, because to me, if I'm the Players Association, and someone says, hey, you you're, you star players aren't playing in the big games, I say, don't talk to me. Talk to your GMs. Talk to your coaches. That's not us. So the idea that the burden would be on the players from a collectively bargained standpoint to, to have to own up to hey we're gonna play 65 games plus i just i never understood why that's a that that would ever be a player emanated position well it's become a player emanated position because of the way the public posturing was Mm -hmm. these guys choose not to play remember there was a game a couple of years ago golden state i think they had just won a title so it was two seasons ago or last Mm -hmm. season they had a friday game in detroit and then a saturday or sunday game not even a back-to-back a Sunday game in New Orleans, and they had predetermined that Steph was going to sit, Draymond was going to sit, Clay was going to sit. Like, I think Andrew Wiggins was going to sit. All four of these guys, it was predetermined from the team that all of these guys were going to sit on the exact same night. Why? Well, that's just what the science says. Even though we've come out, or we've been told now that the science doesn't, it neither supports nor deflects from the idea that this low management thing helps or hurts, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it's almost like a crime, uh, not a crime with no victim, but it's like somebody broke into the house, but nobody knows who did it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like the, who broke into my house? Who slammed my TV on the floor? We don't know. And for me, the players allowed themselves to take the blame on this. They never got in front of the low management discussion to say, hey, yes, I'm involved. The team is involved. The front office is involved. The league is involved. Yes, my agent is going to be involved because I need someone advocating for me in here. And Mm -hmm. they never got in front of the messaging. They never tried to get in front of the messaging. And it came back to bite them to the point that people who normally don't root for the man were rooting for the man on this and not the man like the man on your team like the man in the ivory tower yes. like nobody roots for management at least you're not supposed to because we are supposed to be employees there's probably no person who is most more punished by this new rule than Tyrese Halliburton who's now him and the Indiana Pacers are playing this very awkward game of all right he's on a 25 minute restriction which allows him, keeps him qualified for this because he can't miss too many more games. What was Joe Dumar's response when it's pointed out, hey, he's in this really weird situation where if it were up to the team, he'd sit out a couple more games and then they don't have to pay him the extra bonus should he make All-NBA this year. Remember the phrase unintended consequences. Oh. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was the phrase that was that was the phrase that was the bane of our existence <laughs> back in 2016 when there was an influx of cash 
going into NBA teams into the salary cap due to the media rights deal back then. And it enabled, as opposed to smoothing, it was like one big sort of cap explosion. And it enabled the Golden State Warriors to be able to sign Kevin Durant. That was unintended consequences. This is an unintended consequence that Joe says, look, as a player, I feel for the kid. And I wish there was something I could do about it. But he's also a league employee. Here's the thing that the teams get away with for me. They get away with the messaging, right? Even though they're on the other side of the messaging that's saying, hey, hey, y'all, we need y'all to sit. Like, it wasn't Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins that made that decision. Mm-hmm. It was the Golden State Warriors team. So, you may, so you're saying, how do they play both sides? Here's how they play both sides. I mean, if Tyrese Halliburton does not make an all-NBA team this year, the max he can sign for is five years, $200 million, which I'm sure he will sign for, right? If he does make an all-NBA team, he can sign for five years, $240 million. That's not an insignificant amount of money. So you're saying, how does the team play into that? Because guess what? The team is going to pocket that $40 million. That money ain't going into escrow. Yeah. That money ain't going into some, you know, some regular fund. The Indiana Pacers or whatever team that employs him will be able to keep that money on their own, even though they're the ones that help cause the messaging, even though they're the ones on the other side of the bargaining table. They win all the way around. And I get, I, I hear Joe Dumars when he says it's an unintended consequence, and I hear him when he says, hey, if you don't like it, Go holler at your union rep because y'all negotiated this. But it, it, that's truly, to me, that's that's got to be the most heartbreaking thing because when you look at all the players who are going to be impacted by the 65-game rule this season, the only one who is materially, I mean financially impacted as a result of not being eligible for a postseason uh, accolade or award is Tyrese Halliburton. I want to I wanna move on to something else. I mean, I'm going to tell you this before, before we go forward because I'm, I'm not going to try to break news here. But I do want to tell you this. I talked to a notable high-ranking executive for a team mm-hmm. last week. And he said, do not be surprised if this is adjudicated differently after this season. Oh. So they're going to rearrange some deck chairs there maybe? I, I, which, which to me would even be more, I want to say, egregious. But if Tyrese Halliburton is the one player whose money is adversely affected by this – and then it turns around and says, you know what, y'all, we tripping. We can we can we can amend this a little bit because our TV deal is done yeah. because we get you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing, baby. I, I, I have in, I have I'd have questions. Well, that's that's the I dirty secret about all of this. Right. This has little to do with integrity of the game or competition or whatever. It everything to do with we're trying to prove to prospective buyers that, hey, our stars do show up. And so you put in these rules so that these prospective buyers, whether it's the incumbents like Disney and uh, Warner Media or Warner Discovery, excuse me, or newcomers like Amazon or Peacock or Apple even, that, hey, this thing that you're buying is actually going to happen. So, yeah, I kind of I got to believe that they'd also have language in there like, yo, you can't pull a switcheroo on this one. It's going to be a weird one. That's all I'm going to say. Like, it's a lot of things, I mean, are coming to a head right now. Like I said in the beginning, it's almost it it is a it is a weird time in the NBA. And not that put it like this. None of us are advocating either a for stars to go out and play when they're not healthy or B that the rules should be in place. But we're also not saying a healthy star should be sitting like there needed to be some level of reset of the system 
We're just saying, how how does that reset happen? Does the yeah. reset happen through this rule or does the reset happen somewhat organically? I don't think we've all we've come to an agreement on how that should have occurred. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because something else that's happened, maybe not so organically. And, and I w- wonder if the league has any ideas of changing it is the idea of exploding offenses. And that was something that Joe D talked about with you, where he said basically like there's no there's no set number. There's no agenda. Hey, Offense, let them go. If that's where it is, that's where it's at. And I, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't as much of a panic is too strong a word, but a feeling of we got to get this under control from the league at least. I think there's a feeling of concern. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there's a feeling of concern, but not panic because you don't want to. You don't want to give across the image of panicking because if you're panicking, you're saying that what you're seeing is illegitimate or isn't isn't realistic. Right. I think even even I mean from this year or last year to this year, it's only been one point a game difference. So this has been happening for the past few years. It's been happening since Golden State flipped the math on everyone and everybody said, okay, now we're all going to be Golden State. We're all going to try to maximize our three point attempts. The shot attempts as a whole haven't changed. The shot shots made hasn't changed in the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's merely the amount of three-pointers taken and made that has changed this. Now, I know that there are competition committee meetings, coaching meetings, GM meetings. It is a concern from the league, but nobody's ready to take extreme action like allowing hand checking back or eliminating the corner three or widening the lane. But something drastic, I believe, has to be done. Not necessarily a mean to slow down the exploding offenses, but to give defenses a chance and to believe that NBA fans are so unsophisticated and brute that they can only watch a 120 to 118 game and they can't appreciate a 96 94 game i think that's insulting to fans i'm not one want to be rash or sound alarm too soon but i have in my hand right here the top offensive ratings in nba history this is pace adjusted this is points per 100 possessions the top 10 have all been from teams either this season or last season. The yep. top 20 have all been from teams since after the pandemic. I've got to go all the way down to 30th to get the 2019-2020 Dallas Mavericks as a team that appears on this board. And then to get something that's before COVID altogether, I've got to go all the way down to the Golden State Warriors of 2018-2019. That's 36th. So 35... 35 of the top offenses of all time have all happened since COVID was a thing. I feel like at this point, four years in, we can say that's a little, that's a little concerning. Because when I go beyond that, where is it? The, the 91-92 Bulls at 43rd. The 87-88 uh, Boston Celtics at 46. So I start to see some other decades sprinkled in there. But again, in the top 30... At least 35, excuse me, everything has been post-COVID. This isn't time to panic? I agree. Look, I mean, if I were to query you right now and ask you, what is the most dominant or potent offensive team you have ever seen? I feel like we will both come up with the same answer. What answer would you come up with? I'm thinking about like the, the 
like 87 Lakers? It just without numbers, just just style of play, either the 87 Lakers or the 86 Celtics or the 96 Bulls, or I would say I would throw in obviously the Warriors in 2017 or 2018, something like that. That's without looking at numbers. Obviously, with the benefit of numbers, I know that it's none of those teams that happened in the in 20th century at least. Yeah, and that's the thing. You mentioned when you talked about the top 30, you mentioned none of them. I was going to say the 16, 17 Warriors or the 86, 87 Lakers as the most potent offenses mm-hmm. because they could do it in different ways. Even though the 86, 87 Lakers, they played a little faster and then you could slow it down with Kareem. And the 16, 17 Warriors was just, that's just two nuclear weapons yeah. that's just going off in their prime. And neither one of those teams is in the top 20 of offensive efficiency of all time. That's That says to me, I mean, I'm going to play a game with you. How many players do you think this season averaged 20 points or more? Wow. Um, 14. Amin, you would have to multiply that. 48 players average 20 points or more. 48. See, like, that's the part where that, that staggers me for one. But on the other hand, I can accept that because, again, it's a counting stat that has no bearing on speed right. of, of play. So everyone's playing faster. And we talked about this before. When I worked in the league, I worked for the Phoenix Suns, which everyone thought was like seven seconds or less. They're playing way too fast. If they played today, they'd be one of the slowest teams in the NBA in terms of pace. So the extra possessions that you're getting in a game leads to extra points, leads to more guys scoring 20. That part I get. It's when you, but here's my, when but here's you adjust, my issue. Though, yeah. But here's my issue with that is Players often judge themselves off of, hey, man, if I got 20 and 10, I had a good night. Or if I'm 20 and 10, I'm a good ball player. So as opposed to maybe them focusing on a better product, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like like because you score 20, you're thinking, hey, man, I'm good. I'm straight. And I think we need to be a little more sophisticated, not just on the counting stats, but the way that we judge players as – compared to the way that it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, that's my fear is that the quality of the game will suffer because the way that the players will judge themselves or have judged themselves, everybody's a great player now. Yeah, and and that's the part where I think we, we have to now move the goalposts, right, or, or move the bar up. So when we say this guy's a good player, maybe it's not just, you know, a certain amount of points or what have you. That was the first half of our conversation with Vinny Goodwill. You can follow him at Vince Goodwill. Also, subscribe and listen to the Good Word with Goodwill podcast on the NBA Ball Don't Lie podcast network for Yahoo Sports. You get it wherever you get podcasts. We're going to talk to him a little bit later in the week about Damian Lillard, about the Bucks, and about his hometown Detroit Pistons. Stay tuned for that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.